From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. I appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour, and we're pleased to welcome in Jane Lee. Jane, it is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And it's sunny supposed, and dry. We're supposed to do that. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. And it's cold. It is. I'm ready for spring. I'm always ready for spring. <laughs> we're getting there day by day, right? Like everything else. Jan- January, you have the uh, the post-Christmas whatever blues. Hangover. <laughs> Hangover. <laughs> yes. Um and it's still, you know, you, you can see some of the trees are just... I just saw buds. that yesterday. You can They're see some buds. Bud. And every now and then there's one tree, maybe a, a stray almond tree somewhere uh, that grew on its own that decides to bloom in the middle of January. And you go, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. And the thing I've noticed is when you get a lot of rain and then you get one warm day, you get another blessing from God. Mosquitoes. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the trees are blooding or or budding. Like, yes, we're ready for spring. Let's go. Well, you can you right around the first of February, you can just sense it. It's ready. Nature is ready to explode, especially in our area. You know, Mm -hmm. other parts of the country that's still deep winter. Right. You know, but here you can just sense it's just waiting for that one seventy degree or seventy five degree day. And how some bulbs come up? uh, Crocus is it? And um, bloom right now in the winter. Yeah, well, You'll there, see the there, are, there are winter bloom. Well, it, you know, wow. it's it's you know, nature, Mother Nature, God. Uh huh. Let's assign the proper place here, but it's relentless. It doesn't matter, drought, cold, heat. What well, it adapts. It's amazing. I mean, when you think about, you drive around town, and what do you see? On trees, ready to eat in the dead of winter, oranges, oranges. grapefruit, right, uh, lemons. I mean, here, here's an orange. There is that's not true. a more beautiful fruit yes. than an orange. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful fruit, but an orange mm-hmm. sitting on and, and they're they're massive everywhere. You know, they're, right. they're, these trees can't hardly hold up the, the all right. the fruit they're producing, and it's sweet. It's, you know, there's nothing. It thrives that, in the cold. It yeah, needs no, the cold. And it yes. ripens in the winter. You know, it's, it's, it's real. And there's no sweeter smell than an orange oh, blossom. Oh, and in, especially in, what, yes. June, April or May or June. Uh-huh. You know, you walk around a neighborhood you, oh, in the evening and, oh, my goodness, it, it overwhelms you. And you go, how it just, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. It is, and it's just the, the intricacy of God's majesty is the closer you, you look, the more, interesting it gets that's why i look my uh, car window when i'm driving because as a math tutor i'm going from home to home so i'm in the car frequently throughout the day to me it's like a movie screen on to god it's just seeing where something's blooming and and you were talking about all the different seasons and always there's something's blooming even in the dead of winter yeah even in the scorching heat and we get to we get to see it especially here in the diocese of sacramento i mean you know all the the walnuts and the almonds Mm -hmm. and the pistachios that are uh, being harvested late August, September, you 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 can eat nuts, uh, yes. especially if you leave them in the shell. You can, you can eat nuts all winter long. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what people in North Dakota do, but <laughs> but here in here in California, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were thinking of of you know way back way back when, mm-hmm. you could eat nuts all winter. You could eat oranges. You, mm-hmm. can, you know, it's just it's it's mind boggling. And no, you know, it's interesting to me too. It's just like. That that orange tree, it it used the same water and dirt and carbon from the air or whatever as the lemon tree you planted right next to it. They're oh. u- they're using the exact same ingredients. Same environment, right? One is sour and the other is just overwhelmingly sweet. Oh my gosh, you know, that's a go, good point. One's orange and one's yellow, and you're going. How did all that information get packed into that little that one little seed? There's never been an orange tree planted that produced lemons. Good point. Good <laughs> there's point. The, there's you never know, been a pumpkin seed planted that produced watermelons. But even even though the seeds may look alike, right? And the and exact the you know the the, the mm-hmm. farmer is is singing songs to both. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes. 
watering them the same, uh, the environment's the same. And yes. Produce radically. And it different. comes down to something that we can't even see. The DNA, if you will, if if it's inside the seed, we can't see it with the naked eye. And we marvel when you when you start going back to what you said in the beginning about this is the day the Lord has made is that the marvels are yet to be discovered. We're still discovering new species, right? We're still discovering new species on a on a very, you know, when you look at all the things we're learning about the cosmos now, uh-huh. oh my goodness, you know, it's some, it's sort of almost terrifying how much is out there, uh-huh. you know, and how far, far it goes. And yet, you're, you're right, we're still, and it isn't just the, the species at the bottom of the ocean because we now have the technology uh-huh. to explore the bottom. We're finding them on islands and places that just, you know, absolutely new species. And new old species uh, that have died off like new species of dinosaurs and new species of whatever else wow it's 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 amazing it's 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 hard to do your job (laughs) because we're just you can get so caught up with just seeing god in so many places and it's i know that the church doesn't dispute evolution or anything Mm -hmm. like that but the more to me the only scientist the more i learn the, and I don't have any problem with evolution either, but but uh, there's the only thing that scientifically ultimately makes any sense is a creator. <laughs> True. It's it's there's there's just too much, right? And it's too intricate and it's too beautiful and it's too and interconnected, complementary yes. and, and interconnected that um, you know all these fruits and vegetables and everything else that oh by the way we can eat them and not not only can we eat them for pleasure if you uh-huh. will we need them right our bodies need them and i mean yeah yes. there are things out there that are poisonous to us mm-hmm. but um most everything out there in that bounty be it be it even in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. is something that nourishes our bodies it's just i, I know yeah i mean we grew up together i mean uh, over time mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's pretty amazing it's, it it really gives another look to the scripture what jesus said um be like a child because this is what children do right they they bring us back into their world you know a kid looking out a car window and that's why i don't like all the screens in the cars because children aren't looking out the car window and that's when they see things and that's when they notice things and that's when they talk about things and but through that they bring us back into that and that's a gift of it and so we have to like see which ways they 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 become a lens into God's world again but then we have to see like which ways wh- wh- how is God leading us through something as simple as a child yeah and and the just their experience of of life well, it, it's interesting the same mysteries um, some of the mysteries, like God, like, uh, you know, people talk about uh, the Big Bang and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And uh, you just, okay, well, what would it, the Big Bang is the start. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about the Big Bang and all that, but uh-huh. it's the start. Well, what, what preceded the Big Bang? Right. And, Go one step back. Yeah, and and well, well, nothing. Well, we kind of accept that you can't get something from nothing. Right. You know, we, we accept that as kind of a universal Matters truth. Matters neither created nor destroyed. Yeah, right. and it can only be transformed. You know, and you go, okay, and unless there's something about nothingness that we don't understand, <laughs> you can't create all these planets and suns and everything else from nothingness. Right. Um, so there had to be something prior to the big... And as third graders, we had that... that I don't know when I was in third grade if they even thought of the Big Bang yet, but you mm-hmm. know, I, you know that um, that we had that question. Well, and then you the other question. Well, what what was before God? Well, there wasn't anything before God. God always was. I remember and, that discussion, comprehending yeah. infinity, and it's and like we can't. Well, wait a minute. How could God always be? Right. We have a finite mind. It's we, and you can go you can go back and forth, and it doesn't matter if you're. 10 years old or 100 years old you still don't have an answer for that no you don't don't. you don't have a satisfactory answer for that no 
No, that's true. And so when we try to put all of that together and understand it with everything that's going on in today's world and the work of um, this ministry that God brought me to to create is God's heart and hands ministry is how families, parents in particular, are God's heart and hands. We we stand between God and the children and and our children and actually all children because we're we're parents kind of every one of them, um, and we we have a, a piece to play in all their lives is how do we bring all that together? And I'm really noticing that families are so burdened right now. They're they're afraid. You know, they're a little bit like the holiday hangover. Um, I I figured out. I think that's why Christmas keeps showing up in the stores earlier and earlier because we want to start the party early. Well, that's because <laughs> the rest of the year has been really there's a, a lot challenge. of truth to that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, it's. I mean, I understand that stores. I mean, uh, they already. I don't know if it's Valentine's candy or leftover Halloween candy. I think you they know. sent it back and re, re, M&M's just <laughs> repacked them. Yeah, they repackaged them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we do. We want... We want joy. We, we it's want really what joy. we're looking for, right? I mean, we do. You know, the, it's, it's right there in the, the... I think it's the Declaration of Independence about the, the pursuit of happiness. Right. You know, we, we have that pursuit. Mm-hmm. And ultimate happiness is heaven. And it's the only thing that's steadfast and constant. And so we as parents, we're called to in our families stand between not only God and our children to be his hearts and hands to to raise this child, recognizing this child was was given to us and not given to the neighbor because we are the perfect parents for this child at this time, for the unique time for them to be born. And then also we have to also look to the outside and what can come in our house and what cannot. And it's different than it was 50 years ago. There was a there was a, a, a boundary, so to speak, that the families were kind of sacred, and there was a boundary around them. And when my husband was in graduate school, it was in the early 80s, they had just changed um, that the advertisers, the major advertisers, were going to market directly to children. Mm-hmm. And children had always been considered sacred. You went to the parent to consider to con- right. convince them why your child needed that box of cereal. But then they understood, they came to understand somehow that children actually controlled a fairly sizable amount of consumable income um, of their parents, not just cereal. So that's when they started marketing through the cartoons and so on. And it was a very definite shift. You're not telling me anything I don't know. I know, I know. (laughs) But for for that young parent that doesn't realize, oh, well, that makes sense. Why I can't find a pair of socks at Target that doesn't have a logo on it. Yeah, or you're going down the cereal aisle and with your two-year-old in the you know, this, the seat in the, that they put in the, the uh-huh. grocery carts, you know, and you, and they're, they're reaching and, and you're reaching for you know, something earthy yes. and healthy and granola. Fueling and, for their body. <laughs> yes. They're, they're going for whatever it was they saw right. on TV, you know, uh-huh. the and, colors and, you know, the pictures. and, and it, you know, it's, it's really an unknown though, because, you know, we used to call it the boob tube and all these right. things, you know, and, and you, you plant your kid in front of a TV and it's just, uh, you know, it's mindlessness and all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's sort of unknown how, how much, you know, you talk about in early childhood, stimula- st- stimulation of the brain is very important. Right. And they, and they may be getting a lot of stimulation and a lot of language skills even if they're watching, you know, Roadrunner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, other than there's they, a lot of life lessons in Roadrunner. Other than they, th- they, they grow up thinking birds can talk. Right. You know? <laughs> right. But they eventually get over that part. So you mm-hmm. never, and the same thing with video games. I mean, I mean, leaving out the, the, I mean, back when they invented video games, there wasn't all this violence and all this right. terrible stuff, but just the games themselves and they were considered to be sort of mindless mm-hmm. and i'm not sure that that's true you know because they required a lot of concentration mm-hmm. and a lot of effort yeah it may have actually been very stimulating in a good way not that you right. want anybody because it's way more than brain stimulation you want heart stimulation mm, you want good point you want kids to be good people i mean uh, my wife Shelly and I were discussing this other uh, the other night about our kids, you know, and how happy we are that they're kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like it's like like of all the va- of all the values out there, that's that's very near the top, you know. Okay, so I mean, you young- leave out being smart, right? All these things that that really you can't control, mm-hmm. and 
if 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 they regard other human beings as their equals not as somebody beneath them or not as somebody that they're inferior to but they're equals um and treat them as as we're taught that you know love one another as i have loved you um that and and recognize that they have an obligation in a good way to the world mm-hmm. to help those who need help, mm-hmm. you know, to share what they have, no matter whether, you know, you don't have to wait till you're a millionaire to share what you have. Because mm-hmm. for most of us, that means in your entire life, you never would have shared because very few of us. <laughs> looking in the mirror are not going to be millionaires you know it's interesting you say that really quickly um they say in an even minimum wage over the 30 years you will make a million dollars in your collective years what over yeah. the 30 40 well, years you, you work right, you right will. now in california minimum wage is fifteen fifty an hour it just mm-hmm. went up another 50 cents on january 1st so that's around thirty-one thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. times thirty years. You're already at nine hundred thousand. Right. right. You know, so it's kind of spread years, out. You're at one point two million. Right. Yeah. There's there's no there's there's no question. And it gives a different picture to can we have something to share? Yeah. Well, I'm always at the lower end. Yeah, but you're still going to make the. There's always something. So yeah. not to feel defeated, but yet to always like you're talking about with your children. Can I ask you for those young families that are that are listening, when you look back? Do you have any idea, you and Shelly, when you look back, what contributed? Because something you did, you, you got four out of four there. That something contributed, and I would offer six out of six without guessing. I mean, with yes, I would offer that. Do you have anything that you attribute that to? And it can't no. be in their DNA. No. No parenting I, 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 perspective or well, like a... Uh, the, I, th- I think it's, it's very important for kids to know... Um, about God, about Jesus, about the, the, all the lessons that are in the Bible or in the catechism or, uh, you know, and, and that, that the number of times Jesus talks about the poor, talks about loving one another, there's, there's, there's no hatred in there. There's no hate your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, even disregard your enemy, or ignore your enemy. Dis- yeah, there's, none there, there's none of that. You know, it's all. It's it's why Jesus is so universally loved. You know, universally loved people. People can, you know, that can attack the church and they can attack certain beliefs and they can do all that, but nobody seems to have a problem with Jesus. Nobody seems to say, you know, that Jesus guy. He was really. That's really true. He was they really don't. wrong. I mean, yeah. even people that are atheists, they like the notion of Jesus, mm-hmm. whether they believe that he was deity, but just the who who That's we believe point. Jesus to be, um, what the Bible says about Jesus and mm-hmm. his life and his teachings and, uh, you know, the loaves and the fishes, the, the Sermon on the Mount, right. the, the separating the sheep from the goats, and, and but, but what comes out parables, of that, the, yes. the, the Matthew 25 of about um, feed the hungry, you know, of all those things, feed the hungry and clothe the naked, clothe visit the, the naked, imprisoned. Said, yes. The one that really always stands out to me is the one that's not very obvious. If, if you could always say, okay, somebody doesn't have any clothes, you should help them. Somebody doesn't have enough to eat, that's elementary. Doesn't have enough to drink, that's elementary. Needs shelter, needs to not be cold or too hot, uh, that's elementary. Visit people in prison. That one jumps out at me as not being an obvious one that we should be doing. You know, you walk mm, around, you, good point. you you see all these different people in different stages of life. Um, Most of that you can see in the grocery store you when you walk see, around. Yeah, you yes, don't have you to can go see very if they need far food. To, yes. to see just a, a wide spectrum. I mean, right. one guy pulls up in a certain kind of car and you know that they've probably got money or they... Right. Or borrowed a lot of money, right? Yes. <laughs> and somebody else is riding a clunky old bicycle, and has got a backpack and doesn't look like they're housed, mm-hmm. you know. And so you'll see it all in the course of one day. But the one thing that doesn't occur to us in all of that is visit those in prison. And Jesus doesn't say because they've been wrongfully convicted, 
or because they're political prisoners or because he uh, he just says visit them he doesn't say spring them from prison (laughs) right he doesn't defend why they're in prison or attack why they're in prison he says visit those in prison and and that one really sticks with me as the validity of that like like that's not somebody somebody decides you're going to be a guru or something right. and you're going to lead people you don't hear that you don't hear that from politicians i've never heard a politician say you know we really should visit people in prison i've heard politicians say we need to get some of these people out of prison. Right. I've heard politicians say we need to lock them up and throw away the key. Right. I have never heard a politician say, you know, we really should have more programs to visit people in prison. Where did Get on the Bus wow. come from? It came from a Catholic nun. Where did the Exodus Project come from in the Diocese of Sacramento? It came from Bishop Soto and Seth Can- uh, Rabbi Castleman. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, in combination with St. Vincent de Paul Society, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and those things, but you never you you never see somebody running for office, and and saying we need to visit more people in prison. Interesting. What do you? Wh- we do what? see people say we need to feed more hungry people, and we need to right. uh, solve homelessness, and we need all these uh-huh. things that are are good things, right? But you never hear that, but Jesus said it. What do you think? He, why? I, like, what, what well, was that the, tells me that really that, it's that worth exploring. He is Jesus, and we're not. <laughs> well said. You know, yes, very much. And, but now you've opened it up. I'm wondering for Lent if I should be doing that. You well, know, just I mean, as a place have, to start. Obviously, here in the diocese, man, we have a whole you know detention ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of deacons, a lot of priests, a lot of lay people who get involved in that. In fact, the Ex- Exodus Project relies heavily on lay volunteers oh well that's good to know okay so there's a place there's already a structure that you can go there's a program that you can go participate in this project is always looking for people that they pair one-on-one with people who are currently incarcerated but about to get out Mm -hmm. and it's it's voluntary on that person's part i've heard your interviews with them it's yeah it's a great and very successful and very um comprehensive yeah everything you consider i mean they they try to find them jobs they try to find them housing and i mean the main goal is because that's a human being made in the image and likeness of god who's maybe wandered off the path Mm -hmm. and we're trying to help them Mm-hmm. But the the other benefit to society is if if you can take someone who was a criminal mm-hmm. and make them into a responsible citizen, you've helped society a lot. Yes, because there's going to be less crime, mm-hmm. less recidivism. Which I mean, you look at the recidivism rate; it's 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 horrendous. It is. You're going well, well, yeah. and and how many people that are currently incarcerated? are going to one day be walking among us. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them. Almost everybody except those on death row or who have a life sentence without possibility of parole. And that's a small percentage of the prison population. Everyone wow. else, even those, you know, you think somebody gets a 20-year sentence, well, we're never going to see them again. Well, you are. Yeah. You're going to see them in 20 years. Right. Which means in the course of my lifetime, there have been... Somebody who was incarcerated, the entire prison population, when I was 10 years old, has either died, very few have been executed, Mm -hmm. very few are on life sentences, and the rest of them came back into society at some point. And then how many of them went back into prison, and who did they harm along the way? Right. You know, it's it. it you know, it's it really one thing be- if they cheated on society. their taxes. It's it really, a, yeah, yeah, it's another true. thing if they broke into your house and right assaulted somebody. It really behooves society, each of us, to take to pay attention to that, to pray for it minimally, but to see if we're being called to in some way because we're st- like God's heart and hands. That the parents are the gap between God and their children. Are standing the gap. What you're talking about is we have to stand in the breach between them coming out of prison. And them resuming life, yeah. and and reintegrate, basically starting the handshake to re to welcome them back into society. Yeah, um, and, and you know that the, the the Matthew twenty five when you when you think about 
those words and so off quoted and and um, by by all Christian religions, but especially here in the Catholic Church, that there's not one word uttered two thousand and what twenty years ago or whatever mm-hmm. two thousand years ago in Matthew twenty five that isn't one hundred percent relevant today. Nobody can say, well, he was That's speaking true. to a group that no. was starving to death, or he was speaking. We don't do the things that way anymore today. Right. It's a, a, find something else somebody else said 2,000 years ago that is still relevant today. If you're looking for yeah. was Jesus deity, was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're having this discussion, um, those things, I mean, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that that has always believed Jesus was deity, you mm-hmm. know. But I know there are a lot of people that don't, mm-hmm. and and it's, and it's not foremost in their minds or anything, right? But but those things, I guess, reinforce me mm-hmm. to, to to realize how how many people that lived two thousand years ago, their words, some of them would still be valuable. Mm-hmm. You know the the Aristotles and the whoever else, mm-hmm. you know the great philosophers, but a lot of it would be well that made sense back then. It doesn't make a lot of sense now. We know we know better than that now, mm-hmm. um, and, and and we do in a lot of ways. We there are a lot of things that we used to think a certain way about that we don't think the same mm-hmm. way about today, mm-hmm. and um, in, in in a good way. Mm-hmm. There are some things we think are other things about that I think are in a bad way, but mm-hmm. but um, only Jesus had it a hundred percent right. There's there's no there's Good not point. a single word that Jesus spoke uh, that you could say, "Wow, that is is um, that just doesn't make any sense today." Uh, it made sense then; it doesn't make sense today. It just it's and. That's true. It's timeless, and it, it, there's he he said everything we need to know. Yeah. Oh, the Bible holds it completely. Yeah, the, 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 you, there is. If you looked it up, like he just said, because that one thing about visit them in prison, as you were talking, it built the entire picture of that's a threshold that just there's a whole other world behind it. Yeah, and and he he didn't. Who who could have said two thousand years ago that, well, I'm speaking these words timelessly, and. 2,000 years from now, really? We probably won't even still have prisons. <laughs> yeah. But yes. we do. Right, right. But we do. Right. That's fascinating. You you bring up a really a, a, a fascinating point, and that's where Jesus not only has it stood the test of time, but everything. It's given us everything we would want to know. Look up, you know, cross-reference. Oh, yeah, it's not like you can Jesus find something. was a chemistry teacher, and he got it all right on chemistry. Chemistry, right. But, but hey, what about the rest of it? You know. Right. What about society? What about the poor? What about yeah. the, those that have done wrong? You're welcoming them, welcoming them back in and reintegrating. And even, even you know, with the with the issues of the day, if you will, mm-hmm. um, even with abortion, love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another as I love you. If you really did that. Those kinds of issues would just fade away, whether whether by not just by legislation, but or court decisions, right? But just it, it's just universally accepted. We we all love one another, all helping one another. Right. The 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 quote unquote need for an abortion or desire for an abortion would would disappear even without a law. It True. Would just disappear. Because if you love, you would step in and you yeah. would you would you would take the peace. And interestingly, how he said all of those, that by saying visit the imprisoned, it's a, it's almost a well, it is a command. He's not saying it would be nice if you'd grow in more holiness if you did. It's actually a command, and I hadn't looked at it that way. That yeah, we are know, guided I, to. I, I got to take everything. You know, we have quite a few words from Jesus, and. I I have to assume that all of them are equally important. Mm-hmm. If you you only had thirty three years, and 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 very few of them that we know anything about, mm-hmm. and we we don't uh, you say well it was just that was just some little. 
part of Jesus. No, I think I think everything he spoke mm-hmm. uh, has has supreme meaning. Mm-hmm. Supreme meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, well, I, I do I do the big things. I I don't I don't kind of agree with that one thing he said, you know. Like can't do that. Like yeah, you don't I get don't, to pick and I choose. Don't, I don't share my fish and my bread, you know. Like, <laughs> right, you know, um, right. Because, but with that, he's calling us to when he says you are fearfully and wonderfully made and unique. Everyone has a place. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a mission. Every every child that's developing in the womb, as they're born, they're growing into the mission that God gave for them to have in this life is that I think with all of the things, because not everyone's called to visit the imprisoned or, or clothe the naked and so on and so forth, but we each have a mission. We each have a place. And then tying that in with families, it we're being distracted and we're being overburdened by everything that's, that's coming over the fence into a family's life that they now have to cope with that they didn't even 10 years ago, five years ago. But they families, and then part of the God's heart and hands message, if you will, is to put God back in the center. Because when you get clarity, everything you're talking about, who Jesus is, what he did, his words, and the Bible, and all of creation, you start with that, and everything is vetted against that. Everything is, is prayed against that. Understanding that every child that comes, every person that comes, even developing in the womb or older whichever we all have a mission and we're 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 in it whether we are aware of it or choose to be aware of it or not and we're and i think that's one of the things that we're evaluated on judged if you will but that's that's my hope is that i would do everything in my life that god set me to do and i'm kind of realizing that since he's well probably close to 70 million at least 65 million short the rest of us kind of have double duty now yeah (laughs) we're called to do more and I'm noticing that he's drawing me into more situations um, that just the person that crosses your path and how they need help or the smile or just people will open up in the oddest places about the burdens they're carrying because it's just so overwhelming to them. And it's we're called to stand between God and that person. And what are the words, Lord, that prayer, that quick prayer. But when we start with God in the middle, we understand we're his servant, we're his instrument for whoever we're called to cross paths with today and however we're called to to speak to them, to help them, to share with them, whether it's our children and the family, that's predictable. My kids come home from school, they're going to be hungry. But who I cross paths with in the, in the grocery store that just seemed, they started up a conversation, but then when you look them in the eye, which is not a common thing anymore, but to still do that, you see the you see the loneliness, you see the concern, and how you, just at the end of a two or three sentence conversation had they can have a completely different look on their face yeah we you know it, it, it is so important you know you, you don't want to be the 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 fakey glad hander no, you know no. always uh, really because, seeing yourself as the servant yeah and but just any any kind of interaction we all have a lot of interactions every day some way more than others mm-hmm. uh where that first thing somebody smiles at you or somebody says something kind or or um, just their their demeanor around you can change your, the old pebble in yes, the pond I, yes. I, I still remember you know, there are these things that stand out I remember with with my two oldest children they had a paper route and they were they were about seven and nine they were quite they were quite young with it and they shared this paper route at a, a mobile home park mm-hmm. and and relatively low income um, for for most of the people there, and and more off it wasn't by law but or by rule but more often than not elderly, mm-hmm. uh, and which meant a lot of them were living alone, you know, um, because as happens, even in the best of lives, you know, you you lose a spouse at mm-hmm. a certain age and and then you're alone, but they they weren't all that way, but but a number. And the, 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 the beauty of it was, is because in a mobile home park, at least the way this one was, the, the streets were narrow because uh-huh. there were a few cars in there. They could ride their bicycle and deliver to both sides of the street. Oh, okay. Because the street was narrow. Uh-huh. And, and the, the homes were very close together. Mm-hmm. So they could, they could do a, 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 
a lot of papers, mm-hmm. other than having to fold them, was the same. But it was different than in, a, say, a suburban neighborhood where the houses are far apart and right. and you've got okay. to ride down one part of the street and then turn around and come back. So it was a it, it was a, it was a joy to them, but it was still it was every day after school was an afternoon paper, and Sunday mornings early, and they. Uh, but they hated they, this back in the days when they had to collect. Mm-hmm. Go door. I remember go door, the door to door doing that once a month, and if the person wasn't home, or oh I don't have any money today or something, can you come back? Then they would have it on their deal that they owe for two months. Oh boy! And if it got to three months, I knew they did. They, they'd rather forfeit the money because they they only yeah. got paid. When they turn their money into the newspaper, today it's all different, and right. virtually everybody's delivering by car, mm-hmm. and it's an adult job, mm-hmm. and you're getting paid, and the, the newspaper's billing the people, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's just different now uh, than it was then, and I could just see I don't I don't, I don't want to go I don't want to collect I don't want to go to that house. Oh, she's mean yeah. and she's this, and I remember one day it was raining, and so I drove them, and. So we're going really slowly, and the the very the very woman that they just didn't want to go knock on her door and collect. It wasn't a collecting day. We saw her walk out of her house to the mailbox. The mailbox was right in, right on the street, right uh-huh. in front of her her home, and she walked out. And we'd never seen a spouse or children. We were quite sure she was alone and probably mid mm-hmm. eighties, mm-hmm. and. She walked out to that mailbox, and she opened it, put her hand in, and there was nothing there. And her chin dropped onto her chest. Oh. You know? Wow. And you thought, wow, this is, she waits for the mailman. She's probably not really expecting anything. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing. Oh, boy. You know, not even a mailer from Safeway or, uh, right. you know, or junk, what we'd consider junk mail. Mm-hmm. And walked about half as fast back into her home. And my kids saw that. And I said, did, did you ever think that maybe maybe she's got a lot going on there? Wow. You know? Yeah. And on... <laughs> I remember on Easter Sunday, they decided they were going to put jelly beans in little bags and attach it to the newspapers on Sunday morning because uh-huh. it was a Sunday paper. Right. They had to work Sunday morning on wow. Easter. Wow, okay. And and they delivered those to each home. They couldn't toss them. They had to actually go put oh, them on the I doorstep. Oh, I see, yes. And the next time she they saw her, she was so happy to see them. Oh, you know, and wanted you know, what's your name and what who? She's asking them, right? You know, and it, it, you know, and it was a lesson to them just seeing this woman and going, "Wow, I've, I haven't walked a mile in her shoes." Yes, that's a you know, I don't think that one came from Jesus, but right, but, but Jesus could well have said that. Yes, yes, know? and I think you answered that question earlier about what contributed to your children being so kind. Because in the moment when you were there, you you spoke into the moment. You spoke into it. You know, she's probably got a lot going on. That helped him, them to connect to her and see her as a person rather than just letting it go. Or, well, yeah, that explains and, why she's so and crabby. And we see these, no. uh, these, uh, these people that are sort of can be kind of roadblocks in our lives mm-hmm. for, for, for whatever reason. Right. Uh, uh, people that maybe you don't just encounter occasionally or just accidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but But people that are in your in your lives i've heard it said the people that give you the most difficulty are ones you have to learn from yeah yeah right? and, and and it it could be you know it's just it's 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 odd because you'll hear you'll hear from kids say you know that fifth grade teacher of mine she was she was just mean to me and, so, right. and, and you'll see other kids talk i heard about a student this. say it this morning my, my math teacher doesn't like me yeah and, but and the you, other adult said yes they do that and then you hear from other kids say say about the same the same right. teacher it was their favorite teacher mm-hmm. exactly exactly so we honestly we don't know when we see something so when we're called as god's heart and hands as, as for parents we don't know the bigger picture with our children right we don't know the mission they're called to but we know 
again, going back to the Bible, they've told us everything we need to do. And the first commandment that talks about people is honor your father and your mother. The first three are about God, right? And the first one's about setting up the structure of society. Honor your father and mother. And so parents have this very crucial piece to play. And I see parenthood being in the transition where it's been something we just did, and now it's a very conscious no, that will not come in. Yes, it can, but under these circumstances, or we need to look into it and set it up ahead of time before we encounter it, all those pieces, but they need to start with God as how, these children that they're raising. And and when they put God in the center, he will provide the peace and the, the well, both the peace that we need and the peace we need in our hearts. But it's a, it's a, it's a sandstorm, so to speak. It's kind of a mental sandstorm. It's shifting quickly for families to keep their sea legs and I just want to just keep going back to when we put God in the center, there's like three pieces to it. What we should do to begin with, what he will do in response, and then what we should do next. And it goes back to, I'm really seeing the Eucharistic adoration. I love going mm-hmm. and see families come in, but to see the parents, but especially the father, to kneel before God there's and there's that you can see it in their faces the parents faces the concern the earnestness the presence to be there with Jesus it's 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 helping them guiding them fueling them and i think it's a crucial part to bring families back into that eucharistic adoration practice because i see many families that go just and and they've got stair step little little guys and it's for 15 minutes 20 minutes you can tell it's that gap between dinner and bedtime right. yeah and what that means to the to the family to the parents in the short term because they're turning to god as we know but in the long term all those little eyes are seeing mom and dad this is something mm-hmm. we did and you're fueling the future when they will be in the same position yeah i mean it, the the uh, I, I think what we've tried to do with our kids and and you know they're they're just normal kids with normal problems and normal dreams and mm-hmm. and and all that but what we've tried to do is i mean I've, I don't know how many times I've said said to them, you know, God, you are made in the image and likeness of God. You are unique. God, when, 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 you know, uh, he knows, uh, we've read that a million, knows how many hairs are on your head, right. et cetera. It's basically saying you're all unique. You're all different. Mm-hmm. He knows. And we, we only discovered that recently with DNA, that we truly are. We, we, we thought about it with fingerprints, mm-hmm. that no fingerprints are alike. And you go, really? Really? I mean, if we looked at all 7 billion people in the world and their fingerprints, we wouldn't find any two alike. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not, you know? yes. And we wouldn't find any DNA alike. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I mean, it's it's so reliable now that, that I mean, it truly is i mean it's and even in the same family criminal trials the, you know right like, in the same and the same family yeah. each child has different dna if that's not god showing up in the instant that that life is created it's like his thumbprint on our thumbprint yeah. so to speak exactly that's huge and so to, that you're made in the image and likeness of god you all have they all have very different abilities and very different i won't say disabilities but very different things that are hard for them mm-hmm. a, a and, very different crosses if you will yeah I we mean, each have our own cross you know it's or crosses it's it, it's it's funny because somebody who's a brilliant artist and renowned mm-hmm. can say i'm terrible at math i don't even know what two plus two is right and that's fine mm-hmm. but if you don't have that going on and you don't know what two plus two is it's a disability Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, right. there, are, there are people who are very successful in one part of life, and they, they can't figure out how to get the TV on, especially with... I would uh, offer we've all got those areas. We just don't talk about them. Yeah. We've all you know, got I'm the a, areas. I'm, we only I'm, talk about the good parts. We don't talk about the parts that we just don't comprehend. I can't. I just can't do technology. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I didn't have somebody to turn the microphone on, I wouldn't have a radio show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, can't do it. Our our son, since he is two years old, just they just comes natural. It just comes natural, right? You know, nobody right. sat down and taught him. It just it just comes natural, right? But that you're unique. God picked you and your parents. Mm-hmm. He put you in this family, yes, 
which is a a a blessing for all of us mm-hmm. but but more more than that is there's a reason he didn't put you right. in the next door neighbor's family mm-hmm. didn't put you anywhere but here in mm-hmm. this family and you will have problems in life right and you should know that there is nobody on earth who is a better friend of yours than God. Yes. And right under that, there's nobody on earth who is going to be give you better advice than your mom, your dad, and your siblings. Right. We are not going to give... We may make mistakes with our advice. We may say we really think you should do this yes. instead of that and it doesn't work out. Right. But nobody's going to to give you advice that is not what they believe to be in your best interest. Right. It might be hard advice. Mm-hmm. And I mean our goal ultimately is not to get them into Stanford, it's to get them into heaven. Yes, and we have to remember that. And with and with that being our goal and, <clears throat> and you were talking about how God made us and our how we're formed and that's and you're in that family and your DNA and your personality and your traits and your gifts and talents and crosses parents are grappling with they're being what's being introduced is it's random it's random it's just random that child's there and the things about those child are fluid and random but but what we're what we know what jesus said what's in the bible what god said is everything has a purpose and it's very specifically designed to be that and so, but the best way for parents, because there's new concepts being introduced into parenthood that now you have to cope with these things and you just have to go with it. No, you take it back to God and going back to adoration, getting in front of the exposed sacrament, Jesus is there and that's as close as we can get and whatever it is. And he's there in our prayers, but however, wherever you're going to go and however it's going to be, whether it's going to pre- be a prayer or as a friend of mine says, um, she watched on the screen. Um, the exposed sacrament on the screen. She calls it FaceTiming with Jesus. <laughs> but basically, it's doing what you can and going as far as you can. And Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. He's not saying he's going to fix it, but he's going to give us rest. He's going to guide us. And as parents have to cope with so many more topics, decisions, issues, well, that, that's what you hear. I can't rest. I can't sleep. I can't. I got yes. too much going on. I wake up in the middle of the night and oh, the anxiety is overwhelming. You right. hear that a lot. Yes. And, 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 what, and we and, feel it. Yeah, we I, do. We I've, do. I've had those times. You yes, know, we all and we do. And, and, and also that's, and is that, I think it's a reflection of what's going on in our lives, but also is God waking us up to like, you're going to need me for the bigger waves ahead. You need to bring in a new devotion. You need to bring in something. We need to get more armor here. And in um, uh, Matthew eleven twenty nine, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That speaks of scripture to me. You can do that anytime, anywhere. We've got apps for it now. For those that are like technology, we've got the books. We've got the Bible. We've got right. so on, so forth. Um, and then First Peter 5, 7, cast all your worries on him. Mm-hmm. That just strikes me as casting all your worries on him. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you over and over and over again. Because he's saying in those three scriptures that he's going to give us rest He's going to, if you take his yoke, if we, if we accept what he's giving us, the yoke he's giving us, he will lead us. He will guide us. He'll send other people. He'll send better rest so now we can sort through it. We know all the ways God is working. So I would offer that for families right now, the current, and it's just a, a sandstorm to me. It's like we know there's a bigger picture where there's clarity out there. But right now in my head, Lord, it's a swirling mess. And... And they're bigger issues. And I wasn't equipped to deal with these things. My parents didn't have to deal with these things. My parents had the Sears Roebuck, <laughs> Sears and Roebuck Christmas catalog, one catalog coming in. And now there's so much advertising and credit cards, blah, 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 blah. The shift has been very rapid. So we have to, regardless of what where parents are, what they're, regardless of what they're coping with, but regardless of how spun they are, if you will, going back to him, mm-hmm. going back to basics. And while it's obvious, it's, sometimes it's not. Then, so I would offer that when parents remind themselves, hey, I'm God's heart and hands. He's got my hand. 
Yeah. I am the one that speaks to my children, but he's got us. Deuteronomy, do not fear them, for it is the Lord, your God, who will fight for you. Isn't that amazing? Forget who's on the other side of scrimmage there. Yes. Um, You've... you got God on your side. Who would you who who would you rather have on your side? If you could if you could name what was the one, battle? Ten thousand versus three hundred in the Bible. He had to go against ten thousand. He only had three hundred. Same thing. Who would you want? And he yeah. had God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God's, yes. God's. You know. It's like name name one person on earth you want your on your side. Whether it's uh, for what. You right. Know? And and. Or you could have God on your side. Which which would you pick? Right. You know. Yes. And and that's not. That's offered. That's there. That's real. It's not just like oh well, that's a nice concept. That's, that's true. That's real. That's, that's true. there. The the I, I love also the every everyone who asks receives, everyone who searches finds, everyone who knocks will have the door opened. Nobody ever talks about that. That's right after Mark 7, 7, where ye who seek, we all talk about that one. But this is the next line. That That's guaranteeing. If you ask, you'll receive. If you'll search, you'll find. That's a positive. There's no ambiguity there. Yeah, and how, how many people can say they really searched? How many people can say I really looked or I really knocked? Um, no, we stay in our spin. I'm yeah. there too. I stay in the spin, in yeah. the, the ruminating, the, the, the cycle of, okay, I'll try this. Well, what about this? And... Jesus is like, wait, wait, I, I, could you just be quiet for a minute? <laughs> and and it's really true. It's really true. And, and I, it's ageless. You know, it's not like, well, you don't understand God. You know, you this was way back when people were still living in caves and all that yes. when you were walking the earth. Um, this is like, we got all this division and we've got nuclear weapons and we've got all this mess in the world and... and even issues where, where none of us even dreamed of issues. That, yes, we couldn't and, make this up. And, and you don't even know which way to go. You know, it's right. like, it's like well, I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself, but my neighbor's doing this. That doesn't seem right. And but I don't know if it's wrong. You know, and all this stuff. Right. And we forget to just turn to God. Right. And one of the things from from learning, I'm diving deeper into scripture and. You got good shepherds that can just, you know, the Lord, things show up on your algorithm on YouTube. It's like, I don't know why it's there, but wow. And this is one of the places I've found that God will go and to drop something in is that one of the things the enemy will do is just keep us breathless to where we, uh, we just are constantly moving. So we don't have a chance yeah. to contemplate, to breathless wonder. and confused. Yes. And, and selfish. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With instant gratification, that's, yeah. Praise on that. But when you go into adoration... It's a moment, even if we're chattering, you know, if we're chattering at God, we're still recognizing you're here. I'm putting myself here. And that's why the first prayer when I, if I don't go right up in front of it, if it's a small chapel and I can, and I get as close as I can, I open my eyes real wide, change me, change me, change me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I need your help, you know. And if we just persist, and even just opening up for those families that are really just spun, and some families I know are really just trying to keep their feet on the ground right now pray and then open the bible and see where what words mm-hmm. pop up just the simplest thing like that how many times the christian radio stations say people call up and say that was exactly the song i needed to hear yeah. because i would offer that god is continually trying to get our attention he's constantly it's just us that we're not listening we're not quieting ourselves we're not searching but just that wouldn't that make a great bumper sticker if you're sitting at a, at a stoplight and it's been just a really rough crazy day and you look up and there's mark 7 8 everyone <laughs> who asks receives everyone who searches finds wow what reassurance i think bumper stickers are a, another window to god if you will another <laughs> threshold that helps us pay attention isaiah forty one ten, do not fear whoa there's the words do not fear i am with you not sometimes, not only, not I'm with you if you look for me, I'm with you if you fill in the blood. No, do not fear, I am with you. You could stop right there. Just that reminder. Do not be anxious. I am your God. I am God. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. 
There's so much there to unpack. Victorious. Wait, if I'm with you, that means this is going to work out good. And I will strengthen you. I will help you. And what I think is interesting, he, he doesn't say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it away from you. I'm going to take this cross away. No. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yeah, and you know, we can't blame the, the world either or the changes. Every, <laughs> I, I say this to my kids a, a lot, and they make fun of me in a good way. And, and, and to Shelly, too, uh, that I'll, I'll say, you know, every generation, everything in their lives was cutting edge at the time. Oh, it was that's brand true. New. It was like, I'll, I'll point to some, some, some old building. You're driving through some, some town that's maybe seen better days. Uh-huh. And, and you drive down a little town, maybe, you know, and... and, and and you'll see some building along Main Street, and it's abandoned, and the, the concrete's falling down. Uh-huh. And, and I'll say, you know, there was a day when that band, and then they then they repeat what I said because they they mocked me. They know what I'm going to say that that there was a day there was a big red ribbon around that building, and the high school marching band came out. And the mayor came out with a big scissors. True. And, and you know. They were proud of their new. Their brand right. new whatever what it, it was. What it was going to mean to the, the city. hardware store or whatever right. it was. It, there was a day when that was cutting edge. That was it. Mm-hmm. This was a great day. And now look at it. It's just, you know, and every generation had that. You know, they thought they were. Man, boy, we know stuff now that those those right. People, those guys weren't smart they then. They weren't smart. We've just discovered this, or we've discovered this, or we've we've got this thing called a wheel now, and these guys <laughs> didn't. You know, I mean, really, right? You right. know, and it's like, wow, we we are just so smart, and now we look back at them and go, wow, how'd they do that? How'd they yeah. do that? Yeah, I yeah. always want to put the whoever I don't know the, the all the techno whizzes now, uh-huh. the, the cell phones, you know, and say, okay, we're going to put you back 2,000 years ago, and in your lifetime, you have to come up with a cell phone. 2,000 years ago. Oh. You got you've got to, you can take all the knowledge that you have back then, but you've got to, but because there's not, there's no other. Right, there's, there's no infrastructure. Of, there's nothing there's else there. Nothing. There's nobody oh. trained going. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got. We we've been waiting for you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Right, right. We've so. got it. We've got the towers. We just didn't know what these were. You know, these tall metal things. Well, that you will know, have to be a discussion for another day. Wow, but that's so true because it's built on the two thousand years of progress and man's involvement. Exactly of and, millions of people. Yes, and and we yeah. d- we don't look at that. We only look we only look at this. And I want to offer that you've also just given your children that what's beautiful now will become aged. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason they're so kind is because you speak into it and you give them the bigger picture. Can I just say that? And and you spend time with them. I notice you're in the car with them. You take those trips, and you're talking to them about what they're seeing. That's one of the things that families really benefit from getting back to, just There's that cohesiveness. nothing like a Sunday ride after Mass. Gosh, do you remember those? I, I do. We need to do those. Great. Jane, God's Heart and Hands Ministry. Thank Thanks. you. It was great to be here. Thanks so much. God bless. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. To the cross I look to the cross I cling Of its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing On it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love
Yeah. 